Jai Guru, everyone. Jai Guru. Guru. Welcome to Minute 56 of the podcast Awake Minute by Minute, where we're reviewing the life of Yogananda. And today we're joined by someone who's become a friend because they are an avid watcher and listener of our podcast. Marguerite, how are you? Very well. Happy to be here and finally meet you. <laughs> yeah, feels like we met you, but because uh, you, you were so, so uh, you're generous with your comments and your feedback and your compliments. Um, so we feel like we know you, even though we've never met till this occasion. So it feels very nice. <laughs> it's mutual. <laughs> so Marguerite, tell us um, a little bit about yourself. When did you come to meet Guruji and how did you meet him? Uh, I want to say, uh, let's say just a little background. When I was, um, I must have been less than five years old, my dad took me to this sanctuary um, in New Mexico called Chichamaya. You know, it has holy dirt. And when I was a little kid, I saw there were crutches and glasses and wheelchairs left and this hole with people, where people dug out dirt. And I remember sitting there and I just felt like, oh, I'm in heaven. And I had joy tears. Like I just wanted to stay there. There was such a beautiful vibration of just peace and faith. And um, so I never forgot that place. And then my mom, when we lived in Santa Monica, she would walk with me around uh, SRF and Lakeside, uh, Lake Shrine rather, holding hands with her friends. And it was pretty barren. They didn't have the lush landscape that you're probably seeing there now, Mike. Uh, it was just dry desert looking arid and um i remember just being in awe walking around there and i still did, I didn't have that yogananda association but later um i think this is maybe what happened who knows you can't really explain the mystical <laughs> way this works but i remember lying on the beach um, with some girlfriends and i had my little secret world and i remember exploring my thoughts and I would think, have it like a negative downer thought. And I could just see like my colors and change and a different feeling in my biochemistry. I thought, oh, this is interesting. Okay, let me try an uplifting thought. And light, and I opened, and I went back and forth that like a little lab experiment. And I thought, there's something in here. What is that? How does it work? And, um, so I think I put that question out there. And then when I was around 13, we went to my grandmother's house. And, you know, when you're a teenager, it's like your parents are just total dorks. You don't want to be with them. And mm -hmm. um, so I was flipping through a magazine at my granny's. She was uh, back in college later in life studying uh, behavioral psychology. And so she had a yoga journal magazine there. And I'm flipping through it. And then, boom, it wasn't the samadhi. It was a different... Oh, the one you have, Priyank. It was that yes. photo. Standard, yes. standard pose, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, boom, like Cupid's arrow. I knew that's it. And I ordered, I took, I, I probably tore out that page. I think I tore out that page and I ordered the lessons with my, my allowance money. <laughs> At 13, wow. So you'd, so you'd, you'd been around Lake Shrine. So you must have, you didn't see him, the picture at that time, or you just, you just went, stayed outside? No recollection, but I've just, I'm associating these vibrations. Like I was, just, wow. you know, the, the Chichamaya, which I did go back to when I was 20 to sit there. And now I feel like I've created a sanctuary in my home. Like it is, it, it's, it's just vibration. Um, that's the only thing I can remember about. So you took the lessons of what you never looked back. Is that, that what happened? never look I wobbled but I never looked back <laughs> you know I got I got you know distracted by Maya for sure you were in there and I'm like I gotta get back <laughs> you know it was just each time I got swayed or distracted I came back stronger more deeply committed and now there was just no nothing nobody nothing you know, <laughs> that'll hold me back from that devotion very nice. That's a very vivid memory you have of um, of your those uh, very important uh, points in your life. I imagine that's very inspirational. I don't think I've got such vivid recollections. 
um, I remember the general feeling, but not uh, the points, you know, the, the you can pinpoint the exact moment and I'm sure you can relive it. If you just close your eyes, you can probably relive that energy. That's pretty, that's pretty special. Oh, the chair I was sitting in everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. That was, a, I was kind of a weird child as I sensed things, you know, the, the, the gifts that come about from meditation, but I squashed them because I really thought I was crazy. And so I found home with Guruji's teachings. It's like, oh, and so it's been my secret world. And it's been my secret world really up until in a way when I, till I found you and I'm not exaggerating because uh, I kind of kept it to myself. And uh, because my, my work as a entertainer and a teacher constantly with people, with people, with people, so then to balance it, I'd always just want to be alone. But then I started to feel alone in this lifestyle with Guruji. And I was hungering and I think I asked, where is that? And then I found you. And then I found my SRF. I started volunteering at. So I've got fellowship there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, your local center would no doubt have um, like-minded souls, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, this um, it's interesting you point that out because in young adults, actually, we've got, they're probably the only um, um, or, you know, the only community within Self-Realization Fellowship and Yoga the Satsang Society that are allowed to um, engage in uh, discussion in, a, in, in formal meetings that are held at the centers. So all the other meetings uh, or, you know, meditations that's, you know, master's readings and you, you read them and you meditate, you reflect and then you meditate some more. Uh, whereas young adults meeting, we have this special engagement and this, 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 um, podcast is really just an extension of that so margaret you've uh, just joined the, one of our young adults our 56th young adult meeting <laughs> <laughs> young whippersnappers right eternal <laughs> eternal youthful <laughs> youth, yes so so age is one isn't it is it yes yeah. wow. true one years old I, I think it's a bit different when you're in, when you're in a center where where you have monks right because then you can have that kind of exchange ah, as well okay. mm. Very nice. Yes, for all those uh, for those fortunate few <laughs> with all our centers around the world. London is not one of those, although we have a monk's visit coming in a couple of weeks. Not so yet. Pretty one excited. day. Yeah. Yeah. We have the flat ready, but uh, no, uh, <laughs> no inclination from self-realization fellowship yet to send the monks to us. Um, but yes, tell us, Marguerite, about you. You actually went to the premiere, I understand, the show, one of the first showings of the Awake film. Tell us about that experience. How was it? How was it? And you met the team. Is that the first time you'd met them? Yes. You know, frankly, I was like, why am I here? Who am I? <laughs> why were you there? Pardon me? Pardon me? Why were you there? I said, why were you there? This couple that produced the Sedona Yoga Festival. In fact, a lot of situations said, why am I here? <laughs> They, out of the blue, sent me a Facebook uh, invitation to be um, a presenter at the Sedona Yoga Festival. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Teach? Or they want me to do comedy because they saw that I do comedy. I said, okay. And so Heather and Mark Titus, the Sedona Yoga Festival, they were producers, not producers, sponsors of the uh, Illuminate Film Festival where Awake was premiered. So get a load of this. Yogananda had his hand in this because this guy, Mark Titus, the co-producer, he put it in Facebook message. He said, Yogananda came to me and told me to hire you. What? <laughs> what? And it really shouldn't be that surprised because it's how he works, right? So, but still, um, and this guy was not even a devotee. He's just kind of a mystical person, uh, Mark Titus. And so, of course, I had to go. And <laughs> so I did three years in a row as a presenter there at the Sodoni Yoga Festival. And then this woman, the, the creator, founder of uh, the Illuminate Film Festival in Sedona, um, whom I got to meet, she, uh, 
she welcomed me or Mark and Heather from Sedona Yoga Festival said, you've got to have Marguerite at the Wake Awake premiere mm-hmm. because she's been with Guruji or Yogananda since whatever, as a teen. I'm like, okay, so here I go. And um, so when I was, oh, I got to speak to Paola. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we spoke on the phone. We did some Facebook messaging before the show. I can't quite recollect how that came about, but we had some interesting discussions. She was more interested in discussing her children's mm-hmm. gifts. Paola, Paola de Floria is the one of the directors. Is that correct? Yes. And Lisa, and Lisa Lehman, yeah, just for audience that have forgotten who Tyler is. Yes. So, but she was more interested in talking to me about the gifts that I was born with, my em- empathic and the, you know, seeing light and stuff, because her children had those gifts. And I said, you know, I told, I used to feel like I was crazy. Let them know this is natural. And so we had that. And then uh, there, I didn't really get to interact with them because everybody was so busy. It was this huge production. Um, the house was packed. The theater was packed. Um, Sedona Yoga Festival people on one side and um, um, a woman named Sharon Foster. She was the lead programmer and she and I became dear friends. Uh, Sharon Foster, the best person in the world to hug. And um, But I didn't have a lot of any really interaction with them because they had the publicity photographers coming out to the red carpet. And so then they put me there on the red carpet with them. And um, again, I'm like, why am I here? And I'm in the center. I knew why I was in the center in front because I'm the shortest. And (laughs) so I joked about that. And then the monk, really tall monk, he came and sat cross-legged in the center and made us laugh. Brother Balananda, that is. Yes, I've got a picture here. Yeah. yeah, I'll so, make that the uh, cover of this episode. Lovely, lovely. Oh, how cute! Yes, so cute. Yeah. Um, so then when I got to hear them speak to the audience member special talks, the uh, let's see, Paul, her, Paul, um, Paul Rader. I can't remember his name. The husband and uh, Lisa and Paola uh, were up on stage talking, and they also had this feeling like, why am I here? Because they got hired to do this. And of course, this changed their entire life. They talked about the stories, how Guruji kind of took over and they were flowed into getting everything they needed. And they're now. Ooh, share, share, share us, share with us one of them if, if you're allowed, if you think you'd be allowed to. Yeah, I can't remember specifics, but you know, if you're tuned in, you get guided mm-hmm. to everything. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a saying that some film people say, um, the obstacle is the path. So you have a plan, a script and whatnot, and then there's obstacles, the sun's going down or something breaks or, and you find a better way. So they kept coming and bumping into obstacles. Maybe like Guruji, you know, he bumped into obstacles and kept finding his way. I can't remember specifics, um, but how this film came together, just the right information, mm. just the right images, <clears throat> footage. Lovely. Mm. And what was the energy like at the screening? People were riveted, just riveted. And um, the people sitting next to me, the S, uh, Sedona Festival people, they were elbowing me when they started hearing about Guruji's challenges. Like, oh, oh, I didn't know he went through all that. Mm. And I found that fascinating because in his teachings, he says, be fiercely protect your um, peace. He, he tells that story about the be a hissing snake, set boundaries pretty much. And so I picked up on that. So I, I figured that was part of his way. And so people were really flipped out over that, like, he was not immune to human experiences. Uh, so that was a, a point that people were really shook by and maybe inspired because a lot of the new age thing is like, oh, everything's perfect. Just be positive, you know, everything, <laughs> you know, instead of facing reality, uh, the, mankind's reality, that is. 
Yes, mm. which is a good segue into this minute because this minute 56 talks mostly about neuroplasticity, doesn't it, Chris? You've got a good connection. Do you want me to lead or are you happy? Do you want to summarize this bit? Sure, um, I, I can jump in here uh, yes. and say that, um, you know, following on the previous minute where we were looking looking into Guruji's conversations with one of the devotees at the time to say, you know, can I can I go smoking? Can I drink? Can I mm. be promiscuous? And Guruji was like, yeah, sure, you know, you can do all these things, but I can't I can't promise you that your the the uh, desire to follow follow the teachings uh, and do the practices and meditation and so on won't fall away from you. Uh, and then we go into this minute where we're looking more uh, at the reason why. Um, so, so we have <clears throat> the narrator uh, speaking, and then uh, uh, Newberg uh, comes back in to to say that uh, Yogananda was well ahead of his time. And we've we've talked um, about this Yog Yogananda age his his uh, words aging well, um, and this is just another aspect that Yogananda is talking about the grooves in the brain being created with the electrical pathways like a phonographic uh, record um, and, and your life will follow those grooves um, but this is some 50 years ahead of the modern neuroplasticity uh, uh, concepts uh, and understanding that we have today um, so another aspect of Guruji's teachings that has just aged better and better as the decades roll on. Um, so yeah, we can we can jump into to, to looking at that. But uh, Mike, I think uh, you, you want to make a comment first. Yes, it reminds me of when we talked about uh, the episode when we talked about Jesus and said Jesus had no vocabulary to talk about the energy in the spine. And that's why he referred to the serpent. And it's the same for Guruji. There was the word neuroplasticity was not even around probably, because he was very literate in a lot of scientific context. So he would have probably known about it if it was there. And now scientists just look at it and go like, oh, this guy, he already talks about it 50 years before it was a thing, which is so Guruji. <laughs> Absolutely. Priyank. Yes, um, this actually, it's a good um, kind of, the content really sets up the scene for like Andrew Newberg's elements, the, the neuroscience, he was a neuroscientist, wasn't he? So he's, um, it sets up because he talks about the science of it in more detail with like brain scans and things like that. He's done that in, in previous minutes and also like, I think it's gonna come, come a bit later as well. But uh, phonographic records, I mean, they're, they're, they're like the thing now, aren't they? <laughs> who's, got, who's got a record player? I actually do. I, I got one for my birthday recently. I knew it. Ever since you moved to California, this is, this is the kind of stuff you get, isn't it? I found, an, I found, I don't have it with me because I'm not at home now, but I found in, uh, when I went through my mother's stuff, she had a, a record uh, with a talk of Diama and then some cosmic chants on records. And I was like, I, what do I, the only thing I can do with this now is buy a record player. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got one with the, that, that big like brass speaker? No, it uh, it actually has no speaker. It has a it has Bluetooth, and then I <laughs> that's not real, man. That's not real. <laughs> it connects yeah, to a Bluetooth get speaker. Get a proper one. <laughs> the wind up one. <laughs> that's how it's done these days, Priya. <laughs> yeah, my my parents actually have one uh, at their house, but I think it was destroyed in some teenage party many years ago unfortunately yeah, um, they had like all the Beatles you know um, collections and every, everything it's very very cool um, very, very cool but it, but it is um, it is interesting that Guruji was so far ahead of his time because he talks in the lessons about th things like that aren't in, in the literature life trons for example uh, and I can't wait for more language that will be applicable to some of the some of Guruji's teachings um, and the teachings of yoga in general you know we talked about it before science and 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 maybe yoga it's kind of coming full circle maybe touching eventually in years to come and and how how the two might might uh, meet in in the decades to, to follow as more research uh, and more money gets directed towards 
um, the more subtle layers of reality. You know, we're, we're coming to understand the teachings that have been in yoga and Guruji's teachings for thought, you know, thousands of years. Priyank. Yeah, you... Western physical sciences, I'm sure you're referring to, because yes. we also refer to yoga as a science, don't we? And Indian in India, they consider it as such. Sim similar with Ayurveda and other things that uh, Western medicine and Western physical sciences wouldn't consider in their bracket. Um, but yeah, the life trons you mentioned, which is a good one. Prana is obviously another one. But uh, thought trons, thought trons is the other one that he, he uses as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a beautiful play with words, isn't it? That spurs imagination to think, oh wow, there's so much that we don't quite grasp yet. And Guruji's seeing seeing this and is probably not uh willing, I would say, to to go into it in too much detail because it might be a little bit too far ahead of the time. Um, so you have to teach in a different way and and essentially be patient for for everybody else to catch up. Um, you can't give you can't give it too quickly, can you? It's like um, you know, we, we saw in the stories uh, with Babaji deliberating, you know, when, when to bring uh, Kriya Yoga into the world with um, the lineage of the gurus and it's the right time um, to bring this in. So Guruji, I'm sure, would have, would have had more information on what he could, he could uh, deliver. Uh, Margaret, would you want to jump in? Yes, Chris, kind of on the heels of what uh, you just shared, um, about the, the timing of people receiving particular information. I just read uh, some brain research in the last couple of years with all the, the tumultuous you know, social upheaval around here, especially in America, um, uh, civil rights issues, um, that people have a particular brain um, mindset uh, a belief if they hear a contrary view and this ties I think you talked about this Mike the brainwashing um, the, the racism if a person hears a, a contrary view to their belief the brain perceives it as a threat like you're gonna they're gonna get killed and then they have that violent reaction someone that on, on the heels of that and then I had a, a story too about um an experience I had, my very first yoga teaching job was at a retirement home. And I got to see this kind of broken record people digging roofs. By contrast, uh, I'd go in every week and these people would have the same story. Oh, my son didn't call. My sister did this thing to me 30 years ago. And they would have the hunched spine. And I saw the, 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 uh, what's the word, the connection, kind of like the spine and this repetitious thought. Oh, it feels uncomfortable. So almost everybody was like that. I could just predict, okay, here we go, get ready. She's going to say the same old story and I give them some exercise. But then there was this woman that came in, a new person, and she had an erect spine and she carried herself with grace and she showed interest in the moment. In fact, she was very interested in my love life. There's like, oh, so you dating anybody? <laughs> and, and we would discuss things like, oh, there was an opera singer that was big at that time. He was on uh, television. Did you see him? I said, yeah, I think it was Pavarotti. Uh, yeah, so she was in the moment. And then I saw her change pretty rapidly. She said, Marguerite. I'm just having a hard time being in this, like, she didn't say the word vibration, but that's what she meant, these people, this attitude. And gradually her spine went like this and she's walking with the cane. And I could feel it too, the mass consciousness, that dense, depressed, suppressed, and I, I quit, I couldn't, maybe now I could have the strength, but back then I had to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's re really, really good insight on, on that. And actually, it comes to a question that I wanted to ask everybody, but I'm going to hold it until the end, if that's okay. But uh, Priyank, um, do you yeah, want to Guruji, Guruji often says the quote, um, environmentalist, environment is stronger than willpower. So that's certainly seemed to have been the case in your, your experience there. My um, 
yeah i was i was gonna my mum my mum passed away uh, recently um and last year we were, she was quite ill last year we were considering um putting her in a nursing home we tried it and it just wasn't it was it not wasn't conducive it just you know we didn't it didn't feel right and potentially for the same reason as um as what you outlined there uh, Marguerite. good yeah and re reading a book on Sadhguru's uh, death book uh, we've talked about it before he talks about your environment when when you're passing as well super important to be able to detach from the environment that you're in because it can trigger these memories and and it, it's not good for the transition phase oh you actually yeah, no, you've read it now how far are you through uh, it? three quarters of the way through oh wow impressive it pick it up. Yeah. you're really into death yeah i love that, <laughs> I love that. well as sadhguru put it you know we we should uh, we should um prepare for the longer journey ahead and there's the longer journey beyond this mortal life that we don't prepare well for so you should prepare for your death as readily as possible so it's it's a great book yeah definitely like uh, just going back to my mum's example there like she had the uh, interestingly motor neurone disease which is something i suppose similar to what we're discussing here uh, in terms of the, the degeneration is like the reverse of what yogananda is kind of saying um here yeah, that but your, your neurons kind of degenerate and um, yeah it impacts actually all of your physiology but um so we, we knew you know with the condition you kind of you know where it's going and you know the trajectory and the time scales roughly because you know how quickly you know things are things are getting worse so if you don't prepare for that moment if you know then really you, you know it was so so liberating for every my whole family who was involved to 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 go through and explore this death book that, that chris mentioned um and really prepare for this for this point you know we did various things like you know chanting and meditating and really trying to raise raise her consciousness at the last moment and like for example things like um taking away like attachments um like for example where she sleeps we didn't we, we took away um uh, pictures of family from where she lives and put you know pictures of the gurus for example because um that's where she spent spent a lot of her time so you should and at the, at the, and that's where she passed actually and we didn't you, you don't want pictures of someone that you're attached to uh, when you're making that transition because then it makes it all the harder to to, to depart but yeah I was, I was just I was just you know it's so interesting you you, you said that Chris because uh, preparing for death for not just for yourself but if you have some care responsibilities for loved ones then it's equally if you know equally important yeah Mike it's so interesting that you say that like take two points away from this one is that um, as you get older you probably want to get your inner life more in order mm -hmm. right so you there's this thing right that your mind you have a you made a bad experience and your mind keeps bringing this up every single day every hour keeps torturing a rerun of it over and over until you can actually let it go right and the older you get the more important it probably is that you free yourself of those experiences and uh, the picture of the gurus is so funny because i have to think of my dad like he um uh, uh, he he's he's not very mobile and he he usually looks at the same wall in the room all the time and he has like a picture <laughs> i think it's like four feet by two feet of babaji in front of <laughs> i remember yeah i remember <laughs> yes awesome picture yeah, yeah and I, I i think that probably um is great right because he kept getting the reminder interestingly the um in the autobiography um he says um you know if even if one utters the name babaji they attract an instant yeah. blessing in your dad's <laughs> case um no doubt he used to utter it you know before but now he's looking at it and thinking about it so even the thought of babaji no doubt has a similar <laughs> effect if done with um you know devotion and sincerity there's maybe an assumption built into this whole conversation on on neuroplasticity that we actually know what it is um <laughs> <laughs> shall, shall i just pause for two seconds i'll, I'll come to you uh, marguerite in, in a second and and define what it is I, I did a google research so you don't have to rely on my my uh neuroplasticity to be working appropriately here but um uh, you know on online various definitions but the human brain it, it's 
composed of approximately 100 billion neurons. And when, when I'm reading this, I'm picturing suns. I'm picturing suns in like a galaxy, the, the way that works. And, and every birth, every when you're born, um, you're, uh, you have about 2,500 synapses. Um, but by the time you're you know, three, uh, you have 15,000 uh, uh, synapses um, per neuron. So, so it grows exponentially in a very short amount of time. So they say, you know, when you're when you're young, you know, your your learning um, curve is 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 so great. But partly because of this, um, and and really, it's understood today that the brain possesses the remarkable capacity to reorganize these pathways, synapses between the neurons, uh, and create new connections, and in some cases, create new neurons. Uh, and this is the concept that's known as neuroplasticity or brain plasticity. Um, I'll, I'll pause here, Prank, you just put your hand up in, re in relation to this, so jump in. Yeah, so before we go to Marguerite, quickly, um, just to put that into context, so like you said, each one of those neurons has, you know, 15,000 synapses, is that what you said? Something along those lines. So yeah. that, that's just one neuron, you have billions. So put this into context, a chessboard, an eight by eight, um, you know, chessboard, squares chessboard um, with, you know, 16 pieces, uh, 32 pieces. Apparently there's more combinations of, um, of, um, of like what the, the trajectory a game could take than there are atoms in, in the universe, apparently. So just, just, just this is a, a, thing, a small chessboard. And, and here we're talking about, uh, you know, a synapse that's like, you know, got 15,000 connections and there's billions of neurons. So the capability for the human mind is just, you know, it's just phenomenal. You, you, you can't, if you can't even contextualize or we can't even understand a simple chessboard, let alone something that's got, you know, infinite more layer of complexity. That's what I put that. Yeah, Marguerite. Oh, I'm so glad I got stalled on my input because, you know, the, the science yeah, is just, it's just, daunting and that's one thing that actually makes me laugh so much when I read Guruji's teachings the way he puts things in perspective I mean like the latest one I read was uh, about being attached to this mud ball of earth you know because there's this little mud ball spinning and and so yeah in the scope of the things like these numbers the two of you are coming up with the statistics um yeah so yeah I'm glad you explained that the science uh, about the rituals, uh, Mike and you, Priyank, talked about your your dad and your mom and and removing those old familiar objects and and I guess your dad he, he did it of his own volition. He just has you know that big poster and so I call these um, affirmative objects and I make a point of decluttering and as my life changes, my values change and. I make a point of getting rid of, what would it be, I guess, negative objects, things with negative associations that stir up negative old memories. And, you know, Guruji is like, you know, taking over my world over here. And um, beauty or things associated where, where there was a, a kindness or some friendship or love, keep those things. And also affirmative words. And so I like that as we're preparing for, for death, Chris, <laughs> to prepare yeah. elegantly and graciously. <laughs> it's something we're not great at doing in the Western world. You know, we're, we're, we really don't talk about death. You mentioned it in, in, in a household and, and it's like you, you, get, uh, you get shut down very, very quickly <laughs> if you mention death in, in a Western household. Um, but, you know, it, it's super important to, to not only live well, but to die well, right? Um, and, and sorry, just to go back on, on this, not to dwell on the scientific side of things too much, but um, <clears throat> online seeing the human brain has more than 125 trillion synapses. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, that's roughly equal to the number of stars in 1,500 Milky Way galaxies. And why I'm kind of saying this, why I'm emphasizing these numbers is whenever I think about it, you know, I picture stars, I picture, you know, the universe and the galaxies. I'm obsessed with, with, with that. I love that subject. And um, it, it just makes me think um, when, when we talk about the Crown Center, uh, is, is it the uh, Sahara? Sahara, yeah. 
Sasara, yeah, sorry, yes, Sasara chakra. Um, so located at the top of the head, it's known as the thousand petaled lotus. And when I think about that, I see a bright star, you know, glowing, glowing brightly. So I love this subject. Um, and it, it's uh, also known as the center of a million rays because it really, it's like the sun. So that's when I, when I, you talk about, um, you know, visualizing, closing your eyes, seeing, seeing light. When I think about this subject, you know, I, I see, I see what Yogananda really, <laughs> and yoga talks about. Um, it's almost quite literal, isn't it? With the electrical synapses firing off, you can see it in, in your mind's eye. Um, and, and a couple of things um, that I saw online that I thought was interesting was how to increase neuroplasticity and why is it important? And they say various things like, um, you know, good sleep, regular exercises, exercise, um, and, and increasing activity in general, like learn new things, travel to new places. Um, these things all help um, increase uh, your neuroplasticity. Um, and why is it important? Well, it would be difficult to learn or other, otherwise improve the brain function if you don't focus on these things, sleep and exercise in particular. But as we know with Guruji, you know, when, when he's talking about um, this, he's talking about meditation. So you can rewire uh, your brain and smooth out the bad habits through, through this process. So that's not widely talked about when you do a typical Google search. But if you delve into it further and do a more specific Google search, there's tons of research out there, which is really inspiring to see. So if, if this is a subject that, you know, you, you like you know, there's modern research happening today that, you know, is backing up what Guruji was talking about, you know, quite some time ago. Uh, Mike, do you want to jump in? Yeah, because it's actually an amazing point that they make in the movie and that Guruji makes uh, many times because um, those grooves in our brains, they are actually 80, 90% of our lives actions they happen because of them right a lot of things happen because of our habits and they happen because we were in a similar situation before and this is our reflex now we react like this and if we really want we can have the will to change those grooves but that doesn't change it yet right they're still there and actually removing them changing them it's like you said making active decisions in the other way or um, you said uh, expanding your horizons but Kriya Yoga is like uh, the supreme path to do this, right? To unlearn things and um, mold your mind into this mind that you actually want to have, not the one that you have right now. Yeah. Priyank? Yeah, I was going to make that similar point that Mike made about Kriya. So the, 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 um, the best way to improve, uh, you know, brain neuroplasticity and is they've they've signed they've they've researched it haven't they it's, it's in the film meditation you know you, you mentioned um you mentioned like trying new learning new skills you know seeing new places meeting new people all these fantastic things that put you out of your comfort zone but um he talked at andrew newberg talked about meditation and the impact that has to the the, the brain function but um something that's uh something similar um uh, that Marguerite commented on recently, and she said something about psychoneurone immunology. Psychoneuroimmunology. Uh, Marguerite, tell us what that was. Yes, um, the those. If you break it down, psycho relates to the mind. What? Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those hospital pass questions. It was the thinking? That was a classic hospital. Classic oh. Priyank hospital pass. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's why. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so I'm the expert now, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So psychoneuroimmunology. I love all those syllables. So psycho relates to the mind, neuro, the nervous system, and um, immunology, Im immune. So the mind, uh, your psychology, uh, your nerves, and your health. Are all interconnected, psychoneuro. And um, so I, I wanted to kind of piggyback that on what you, you shared, Chris, uh, about that the whole that science too, the stars and whatnot. Because in quantum physics, I'm going to paraphrase it the way I, I understand it quantum physics, every cell of your body is a hologram of the universe. So what we're thinking and what we're feeling, we're 
nourishing in our universe within every little cell. I picture the cells like little emojis, like are those little cells smiling or are they grumpy? Um, so I get that that does that does tie in because I, I do monitor with meditation, right? We're going in and um, and observing ourselves and um, looking at the, the, the thought habits, um, identifying the emotions, um, and then choosing, using that conscious will that we're taught to use to replace that old habit. Um, and, and that's another thing about habits. Guruji says somewhere in the, in the teachings that if you have a bad habit and you want to let it go, look for a replacement. And that makes me think of the musician too, right? He wants to well, he doesn't have to give up, you know, casual sex and smoking and drinking, but hey, get up, just try meditating. That might replace something eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is there? There's something else about that. Um, well, it kind of slipped my mind, so maybe I'll come back to it. Did that answer your question about psychoneural immunology? Yes, thank you. <laughs> In, um, in Guruji's uh, lessons, he, he talks about, um, I think there's a prayer in there. And again, it, it's around lesson 43 of the old lessons. Um, and there's a prayer in there that talks about um, making, to, to prayer to, 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 um, to, um, <clears throat> uh, to, to, to mother, uh, to say, make yourself more appealing than the, the other uh, more shallow interests of life and, and Maya, let's say, mm -hmm. to make, make thyself more, more appealing. Um, and and that's, that is something on this topic. It is, it is bang on point because when I was looking through this minute, I thought to myself, okay, well, if life is, is uh, a, it is what you make it, it is what you think and speak and act. And then you have these subtle grooves making it more easy to do those things again and again. What lessons do I take from it? And what um, what do I understand from what Guruji is telling us? And one thing that popped into my mind was um, Guruji talked in one of the little books that you can buy from the bookstore called The Law of Success using the power of spirit to create health, prosperity, and happiness. Um, I'll just read a, a short paragraph here. Uh, he talks about failures should arouse determination. So even failures should act as stimulants to your willpower and to your material and spiritual growth. When you have, when you have failed in any project, it is helpful to analyze every factor in the situation in order to eliminate all chances in the future that you might repeat the same errors. Um, and then it goes on to say that the, se the season of failure is the best time for sowing the seeds of success. The bludgeon of circumstances may bruise, may bruise you, but keep your head erect. Always try once more, no matter how many times you have failed. Fight when you think that you can fight no longer or when you think that you have already done your best or until your efforts are crowned with success. Uh, and I, th I thought that was, that was great. And really it teaches me empathy for, for those who are compelled to do wrong. And we talked about it before, uh, Sri Daima said that there's no evil, there's just ignorance and, and people doing the same things over and over again that are compelled. Um, so, so that was one thing that I took from it. What, what about you, Mike? It's so beautiful. Thank you for reading this, Chris. I sometimes think Guruji is such a good motivator. Sometimes I feel like, imagine you're like at a halftime break at a football game and Guruji comes in, takes a water bottle, throws it against the wall and just like... <laughs> and then he, he, he would say things like this, right? Like even, even if you can't fight anymore, you have to keep on fighting, right? And um, the other thing is, I feel like he um, puts you in control and he gives you all the responsibility for your own failures. Um, so it wasn't because oftentimes when we fail, we think, oh, that happened to me, but it did not, you created it, right? So you, and that's why he says the way to make it from happening again is analyze every, every single thing that happened 
and then try to make failure impossible the next time. And that's super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's inspiring, isn't it? With like he, he was always a he was always a loving teacher, uh, and maybe appropriate for this day and age where we're a little bit more sensitive um, than uh, than than what uh, maybe some sex have been when it comes to improving oneself. Um, so so that that was something that I I thought you know from from this from this minute you know they really did spend quite a bit of time actually on on this aspect, and it's quite key and quite essential to Guruji's teachings, which is the power of meditation and Kriya Yoga can kind of overcome all of your worldly habits. So dedicate yourself, make time for that, you know, above all else, meditate every single day um, uh, without, without fail. Uh, uh, Marguerite, jump in. I wanted to backtrack a little bit about the power of Kriya and uh, in terms of habits in relation to habits. There was a talk I heard by Brother Saralananda he always cracks me up and these guys are hilarious you know these the the monks and the sisters but he talked about the how kriya fries the samskaras you know which are kind of like habits right so and he, he he's like this gleeful crispy fry those <laughs> samskaras <laughs> so I, I find that visual very helpful <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, th this minute is, um, it's quite straightforward, isn't it? And it overlaps with the minute prior. Um, and we talked a little bit about in, the, in a minute prior, how meditation can suddenly switch that light bulb on and, and make, you know, past habits, Priyanka, you mentioned it last in last minute about maybe eating meat or, you know, myself, um, I, you know, being, being in a life where, you know, drinking alcohol, eating, eating meat as well, um, stopped immediately after I did uh, a 48 day cycle of, of meditation without me even, you know, desiring that to, to, to happen. It just all fell away. And I couldn't explain it to my, to my family and friends. So, you know, I experienced this phenomenon that uh, Yogananda is, is rightly pointing towards firsthand. So, um, we'll, we'll, but we'll, we'll not go too much uh, further into that. But uh, <laughs> we don't want to talk but, about your uh, previous favorite drink or anything, no? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pro, yeah. <laughs> it's not that. that yeah. Yeah. Well, Potato chips. Is. I'm not giving those. <laughs> yes. Yes. Potato chips as well. Yeah. But Brent, you had a question on on the yes, on the I did. Crisps, uh, Marguerite, for our other non-American. Yeah. We 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 also call them crisps. Crisps. <laughs> potato chips <laughs> yeah anyway um yeah so kind of going back to some of the script like he said um so repeated performance of the brain repeated performance of an action creates a mental blueprint causing formation of subtle electrical pathways in the brain somewhat like grooves in the phonograph record your life follows the grooves that you yourself have created in the brain your life follows grooves that you yourself have created in the brain. So I thought I'd put it out there for you three lovely people. What grooves have you created that your lives now seem to be following? <laughs> Marguerite? Hands up. My hand on my forehead because when you think about those times, I mean, it's like, talk about a broken record. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What? And then, I, you know, eventually you catch on. Well, I caught on that, you know, I have a part in this repeating this same old tired story. And um, the records yeah. is going around and replaying that track, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I pay attention. I, I, I call on Guruji, come on, help me make it really clear for my dance brain to get some new grooves growing and are developing and, and um, help me. Um, what do I need to do differently? you know and yeah i'm used to it but there'd be that fear of the unknown you know and then even like the old patterns have a certain comfort level to them and so then i guess it's just easy to backslide into them but it, and just being comfortable with misery and then you know going through enough suffering i'm like okay that's it so now i don't let myself suffer so long <laughs> and now it's just like you show me what to do i'm listening i just uh yeah sure we all have our repetitious stories mm. i'll um yeah chris you want to come back come in 
do you know you talk about what lives what 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 grooves our lives follow um the the groove that i'm sure many of us can relate to is the is the family and for me um family is you know very dear to my heart and we're very blessed with you know um a great family um but my my life is very different now to what it was before and the grooves that I have aren't, they don't groove with maybe the lifestyle that I once had in Northern Ireland. Um, and, you know, to be quite quite frank, it is quite challenging at times to make those grooves kind of harmonic. Um, Marguerite, you, you mentioned before about having a life, you know, with SRF and having a life elsewhere and, and maybe, um, you know, having support networks are very, very important. Um, uh, you know, going to the London Centre was super, super vital for 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 my um, anchoring of of um, that groove, the the groove of going to meditate and and to do that for years was essential for me. So um, the grooves that my life follows are are one of almost different different grooves that I just try to then stabilize as best as possible so i can go back to the groove that i want to create for my own life um which is meditation uh but yeah maybe, maybe some people can 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 relate to that uh i'm, I'm not typically blessed with the srf family but um that's but that's my sharing yeah so much you've got out of me today Frank. <laughs> mike yeah i i think what you just said uh, chris is and kind of spot on because I think you can not every groove is wrong <clears throat> in your life right so that's just the, the way your mind works in a certain way and it, it creates your personality and and that's a lot of it is fine you always just have to trace those down that get you in the wrong place mentally or that make you do things that keep you from like um spending time with God spending time with your the, fam the family the people you love right and and then when you introspect you oftentimes find tendencies in your life that kind of um you go like what why did this happen and you go like oh i felt this emotion and then i did this and and i feel like you have to be very selective by rooting out the like um like marguerite said the samskaras find them and try to start working on them identifying them first and that's kind of part of it. And once you know what you want to change, make makes it a bit easier. And I feel, and like you said, Kriya, I feel like doing Kriya yoga makes everything a bit more lofty. Like they're, they're not such, they're not really grooves anymore. They become more like things floating around. And, and then um, also prayer helps a lot and to eventually just uproot a bad tendency or a bad groove and remove it. Talking about prayers and affirmations, um, you know, this, I, I really like this phonograph, uh, you know, ex record spinning example, because, you know, we're in the cycle of samsara is uh, very well represented in this record of the grooves that we've created. And we're trying to come away from those grooves, you know, till that needle goes away from the outside and flies off. But essentially what we want is to just discard that record and put a new divine record or join into the golden record. But how do you, I think the, the, the great affirmations that really I think would help us do that are um, like thy, thy, will, thy will be done, not mine. And thou art the doer, not I. So these, these things where you're like dedicating your actions to you know, God and a higher purpose. I think these are the things, and if you really make these affirmations, not just as nice sound bites, but actually like embed them into like, you know, every every walk of your life. And like even you can print them out. And like I know SRF is really keen on like um these little cards that have got these lovely um, you know, lovely sayings. Um uh so i've got i've got them all printed around my house and you know i just find find one every now and then even even like the words in the cosmic uh cosmic chants um i've like i've written them out like near the door of my house i've written um i've written out what uh what so you know um i'll try to write uh, know it now or in a thousand incarnations and i've mm. pointed i put an arrow towards the meditation room <laughs> 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 yes, Chris. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 
I just wanted to go back to what I'm saying, just to be a bit more specific. Um, Guruji talks a little bit about you know fasting and 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 these cycles. Let's say that it's beneficial for the for for the body, the mind, the spirit, uh, the soul. Um, uh, fasting is something that I really struggle with when I go home. You know, I go home and my mom's there and she's cooking. She's like, get me tons of food, wants to fatten me up. You know, the typical typical kind of kind of behavior. And I'm I'm sitting there saying, please, I need to fast for three days. And that's just like, oh, mind blown. You know, you're you're you know, you're not going to be healthy after after not eating for three days. Those are the grooves, you know, the group, the rhythms of life, you know, that can be quite um, challenging to implement in in social orders. You know, you can you go out and hang with friends and go out to restaurants and um, you know when when you're not fast when you're fasting, these these subtle grooves of of social interactions I find can be most disrupt disruptive. And to your point, um, Guruji did say uh, quite often that your environment is stronger than your will. So um, that's that's. To be more specific, what I was really trying to mention. <laughs> Marguerite? Welcome the front door to mom's fridge door. I know the feeling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, that social um, discernment. Uh, remember the reading about that? It seemed like one of the very first lessons in the old lessons, that was the first thing, was be mindful of the company you keep. And um, so one of the the temptations, I think is the most seductive is uh, uh, seeking approval. Well, you do have the family conditioning. Um, that, that's one that is really tough. If your values start to change from family members, and you know, to have to grieve that letting go of them. And so I find Guruji's affirmation to, he says, daily affirm, I have no father, I have no mother, I am eternal spirit. And I've had to work on that. And so the seeking approval thing, which is propagated in our society, is like, oh, congratulations, you got a like on your whatever, woohoo, you know. And um, so letting go of the need for approval from everybody. If Buddhaji, that his will is guiding me to do something, and somebody's not meant to go along or meant to extend to somebody outside of the family. Um, I call them assignments, I get assignments like who to help and I just follow through. So there's this aspect that I feel um, that is very difficult. Um, it's that this need to grieve after having to let go of certain social situations and break away from their needing that approval there's a loneliness factor and i find that each time i i, I become more liberated in kaivalya i have to grieve it's me letting go of this world more and all i need is the approval here where i feel in complete complete integrity as much as possible so that grieving aspect i think is kind of it's over it's underrated the need because there's a, a level, a new level of loneliness in a sense, even though you're trading it for something better. I hope that makes sense. Nice. Mike? Yeah, makes absolute sense. This transition is not, not an easy one. Um, from approval of your immediate family to approval of only Guruji that you care about. Um, Priyank is going to tell me off now because he doesn't like when I give away what day we record uh, our podcasts on. <laughs> but um, I, I found what, what Marguerite just said reminded me of today's quote from the spiritual diary. And I just want to read it out because it, it's a very similar. It says, every day you should sit quietly and affirm with deep conviction, no birth, no death, no caste have I. Father, mother, have I none. Blessed spirit, I am he. I am the infinite happiness. If you do again and again, repeat, these thoughts day and night you will eventually realize that you are an immortal soul that is the yeah. sanskrit sanskrit of that yeah nice uh, we have a couple of cards to talk about 
Priyank, maybe you know a little bit more about them, about the background messages for them. Yes, yes. Firstly, um, we've pretty much finished, unless anyone's got anything more to add on the minute in question. Anyone got any more? I think so. So we can we can go back to Marguerite now. I'm I'm, we're, I'm really uh, interested uh, for you to tell us what uh, your highlights have been of our podcast so so far, and give us a couple of critiques as well. Yeah, give don't, us don't give, use the feed use the feedback sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hospital hall pass. Here we go. No, yeah. <laughs> um, <well>, I. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of, I started racking my brain about it. What was my favorite episode? And I, I couldn't, I don't have one. What I do are is favorite moments in your rhythms, which is um, one, how you pull everybody's piñata prion. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> the humor, it, you all have a humor. And um, also, giving me uh, it feels like social support so well there was one moment that really stood out in a podcast and I couldn't remember where it was but you off you went off on a tangent didn't say, best uh, moment. <laughs> what, what was that there's you the, the, best, the best moments I I try to advocate for tangents because <laughs> I think this would have uh, funny. yes go on yeah, this, this was a very inspiring tangent um, you somehow started talking about having an altar in your home, maybe referencing from the autobiography of a yogi, having an altar in your home and um, how that feels. And, and so when you share things like that, it's like, oh yeah, it reinforces, I'm going to get my cushion, my meditation stick, my area with my window. And, and so yeah. It just really refining it. I, I, I've been refining it. And so now, yeah, it's like, oh boy, going to my meditation room. I don't have to do anything. Everything is there. I'm fully equipped for the ride. Um, so, so it's moments like that when you're sharing your individual experiences with the practices, what you're doing, what actions you're taking, and the incredible, of course, results. Oh, very nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, we do like to do that. But then uh, people complain that our episodes are too long. And then when Chris goes on tangents, especially about the weather, I have to, <laughs> I have to beat him with the metaphoricals. It's really oh, hot, right? Here it comes. I wasn't, wasn't going to mention <laughs> you, you opened the door. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Weather report 101. No, it's yeah. nice, nice to hear because um, I, I think during the COVID time, especially, there's not uh, hasn't been as much, um, you know, getting together in, in the communities as, as there had been, you know, prior to 2020. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I suppose we got together um, in, in some ways to to talk about Guruji and to share our joy in, in that. So um, it's good to hear. Indeed, indeed. You didn't give us any uh, critique. You were oh. supposed to. The feedback sandwich goes one like a few compliments and then one like that, you know it's actually, it's improvement. Actually the it's the same. It's the same feedback for the negative as well. I <laughs> know. <laughs> well, I, I, I think what happens is if it gets too dull, I probably pass out, and so I wouldn't even remember what to criticize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's the critique. Sometimes it's too dull, and she passes out. Yeah. This is, so guys if you if you're looking for ways to like Savage. reduce yeah. <laughs> Chris if you were a few years ago if you were looking for ways to reduce your alcohol habit you should have listened to podcasts <laughs> such as this one and you would have had the impact of passing out without alcohol consumption yeah yeah you, you could argue the opposite way as well I suppose but the, 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 the question might be how many times have you passed out and uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, not, we'll not go there we'll not go there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sorry, about criticism i just remembered and this ties in with the, my new fellowship live fellowship i mean you're my virtual but mm -hmm. i have the live at the self-realization fellowship temple now that my my lifestyle has changed i can go and volunteer i've never felt so happy cleaning a toilet as <laughs> i do when i'm at the temple but there was there was one uh devotee there who i met sharon and 
we were talking about how much we enjoy working there, even though it's physical. And she mentioned her knee and then she said, oh no, I've got to remember the three C's. Don't complain, don't criticize, don't condemn. Mm. I just thought that ties in with the habits, right? Just observing if I'm criticizing the three C's, I find that makes, makes it easy to remember. And I, I read that actually recently with, um, again, one of the lessons, Guruji simply saying, be a friend all and, and saying how, um, you know, don't, don't speak irritative words and, and uh, you know, whatever you say, have it be calmness and peace and loving and, and, and friendly and everything. Although criticism can be given in that way, but um, probably to a similar vein to what you're saying. Uh, I just read that last night. So mm. on point. Yeah. I've, um, tried to use an affirmation to stop my critical nature and that affirmation I think we may have done before but I'll say again which is um, as I radiate sympathy and goodwill to others I open the channels for God's love to come to me to me divine love is a magnet that attracts all blessedness Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Thank you.